Yo, what up? Hold on. All right. Yo, can you hear me? Hold on. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, let's have some on, sound. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just setting up my mic. Yeah, let's have some sound sound technical difficulties just now. All right. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New microphone, new microphone. So, Two Gun's going to be on the show a little late. So, I can spend the first half of the show talking to you. That's what's up. All right, so I'm Digging Jones, and this is Digging Two Guns News and Views. You know me, and you know the person I'm speaking to right now. For those who are just now tuning into the show, or first time listeners, or you're just now catching on to, you know, the show. First of all, thank you. And the guest that we do have on tonight is actually the most recurring guest spot on our show. Other than myself and Two Gun, and it's red. Yo, what up? So, took that. I took that title from Ray. You did. So, but um, long story short, let me introduce the show that we're doing tonight. So, we all have these songs that we listen to, you know, primarily in the summer. Summer songs, you know, whether you're washing your car going to barbecues, doing picnics, or just listening to them in general. Like, there's something about a summer feeling that started when we were in school, high school, middle school, where you were home all day. You would watch these music videos over and over again. You would start recording songs from the radio because you had time. You know what I mean? Word, word. So, I wanted to get five from myself, five from my brother, and five from Two Gun when he comes in. So, I mean, what would you generalized a great summer track, right? Well, I mean, I'm not going to like say it like a name of a song or anything, but I think one thing that all good summer tracks have is like it has like a, a, a feeling, you know, like an exciting feeling to the to the record. Right. Um, like, so definitely so definitely has to have like a good beat one thing that I was afraid of for both of us is we grew up in the same house in the same bedroom. So I was afraid that some of our songs were going to coincide or clash with each other. If that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. I, I, but then again, you and I, we had different taste. Yeah. I have, I, I think there's a lot of songs that kind of goes into like what a good summer song is. So I think a list of five is a little unfair, but, uh, I understand, like, you know, keeping it at five. Right. You know, I don't want the show to drag on too long. Because, you know, when I started listening to me and Two Gun, when I started, when I, you know, reviewed me and Two Gun's other shows, you know, from our past shows, like, we would have a list of top 20 and the show would be over two hours. Yeah, I don't know if you got me on. I don't know if you can have me for that long tonight, simply because I am a... I am a victim of not charging my phone. So I don't know. Got it, got it, got it. No problem. I'll just let's just go ahead and get into it. So I'm gonna go ahead and lead off with my track. So my first summer track is "Victory" by Puff Daddy and the Family. 
It's interesting that you picked that song. It's not on my list. But why would you say it's interesting? I don't know. I mean, it has a very, like, when I think of, like, that upbeat tempo, like, that you that you want to have in a summer song, that's, like, what I think of right there. Um, right. Of having, like, that that very upbeat tempo. Right. But I, I wouldn't have, you know, like I didn't, I didn't really think of that as a summer song. And I mean, until you said it, but simply because I remember, you know, the summers where we used to walk down and buy the basketball cards at the, at the drugstore. Yeah. Um, like that was the soundtrack to that particular summer of that album. Right. And one of the reasons why I picked it is because for those who know me and my brother, we had a best friend named Adam. And Adam's mom had this killer sound system that he would play from the living room and we can hear it all the way outside through the cul-de-sac because he lived on the cul-de-sac. And no matter, you know, what it was, Diddy was always one of our go-to CDs. And, you know, just for that being an opening track, that always set the tone for, you know, things that are to come. So that's why I picked that as one of my tracks. So yeah. what's your first? Um, I don't know. So uh, I wanted to go with an obvious track as my first one. And this is probably on everybody's list, but I have to say Summertime by Will Smith. Yeah. And the, only, Jeff and Fresh Prince. and the only reason why I put that on my list, you know, I'm a Will Smith fan. Oh, yeah. uh, but you got to think about it because uh, – for for a long time, uh, in the late 90s or, you know, throughout the 90s, early 2000s, like, Will Smith was, like, the man of the summer for two reasons. Because of that song right there. And then also because of, like... His like, summer movies. Yeah, his summer movie runs. And, you know, I was actually thinking about this the other day because, you know, um, I, uh, I went to see Aladdin the other day. And, you know, for anybody who this that movie it was actually a really good movie but i was thinking about it the other day and i was thinking about like some of the best summers had like will smith somewhere attached to those summers right and, whether it be wild wild west well yeah um wild wild men west in black. men in black um, the independence day movies yeah uh, but like the 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 most popping summers that had will smith attached always had that song had had a song right. so i mean summertime is always there and then, like, um, there was always, like, that other song. Um, Miami was a Miami dope was a dope song, summer song. And then even, like, with, with Aladdin that just came out, he has a, a remix to the, the Friend Like Me uh, song with DJ Khaled, which is right. pretty damn dope, you know. And also, if you think about it, Will Smith, who normally is not featured on anybody's CD, is actually featured on Logic's album. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see where Summertime would come in. Obvious, you know, the obvious pick. Yeah, that's the obvious pick, and it's, it's, it's pigs everywhere. So right. I had to get that one out the way first. All right, so my number two, I'm going to take you back to the summer of 1997. Okay. And that's Triumph by the Wu-Tang Clan. Okay. Now, for for those who know, you know, hip hop, when Wu Tang Forever was released, it was one of the biggest CDs 
to come out for hip hop in 97. I mean, MTV were doing documentaries on it. Everybody was drawing W's on everything. And to think of a six minute song with no hook, no chorus, no bridge, just nine MCs straight ripping. Like there was just something about that song that just says, you know, your summer has come because um, I remember the first time I heard that song, it was me, my brother, Robert Pratt and a kid named um, Demetrius Capers. And we were all in our, um, all in me and my brother's bedroom. And it came on a station called WPAL. Where, you and know, I re- oh, go ahead. I, I just want to throw this out there. I mean, you, you, you do a lot of first and last names out there. You don't know oh, if some yeah. of these people got warrants. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, if they could find me on Anchor and then find them. So, amen. Hey, and they say the weird thing nowadays. <laughs> that is true. But it's so funny because me and my brother, we didn't even have a stereo in the room at the time. Do you remember what we listened to it on? Uh, I do not. We had an alarm clock radio. That is correct. And it was a 1985 one, right? Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) The first one that you could put a battery in and it kept the time when you unplugged it. Yeah. yeah. I just remember it was old because I had the red letters. Uh, yeah, the, the red numbers and then that big the, old um the old hotel the old hotel alarm clocks. <laughs> yeah, the thing look old. But you know, shout out to mom and dad. Yeah, make sure we get up on um, time. But I then on top of that, I remember when the summer came around. Diddy was big. Um, the Notorious B.I.G. just got killed, so Life After Death was big. Like it was a big hip hop summer for me. And just when when I saw the video to Triumph. It was oh, just yeah. like if you weren't a Wu Tang Clan, bef- um, Clan fan before, you were then, and that molded my summer for '97. Okay. So, what's your second one? So, my second one is special for a couple reasons, and this probably, hands down, is to me what I consider the best summer song. Um, and it's the song "I'm Good" by The Clips. Oh, yeah. And you know the funny thing about that song, right? Uh, it came out on, on your birthday. You know, I was about to say that. So, okay. um, for those who don't know, my my, uh, my birthday is in the summer. It's, it's right at the beginning of the summer. Um, first couple weeks of June. Um, right. So, that song, like, when you listen to it, the song talks about, you know, you know just, just riding around, feeling good. You know, and just being in a good vibe. Um, and that's that song right there, just production and, you know, definitely having Pharrell um, on there, like just with Pharrell's uh, production and, and just a song that's talking about like just, just feeling good and, and things. I yeah, definitely Pharrell have was to, doing the ad libs. Yeah, I definitely have to be up there as, as my song for the summer. And like it's, like you mentioned, it has like another added bonus because it came out the day of my birthday, right? Um, and you know, it, it just makes it even better. So, also, I want to go ahead and add on to that song. It was one of those songs that when I first heard it, I listened to it like almost ten times in a row because the song not only is that good, it just makes you feel good too. Yeah. 
And that's one of those songs that's not offensive. You could play it at a barbecue. You could play it at a get together. You could play it while you're pre gaming. You could play play it on your way somewhere. It's it's a dope track. So like the the perfect feel for this track is like, you know, I, I remember like if I was ever off on a Saturday, which was very rare back in the day. But when when I was off on a Saturday, it, it would be one of those things. It's like we we would have plans for like a Saturday night at the beginning of the summer. And, you know, this Saturday summer is a little bit different than summer than Saturdays throughout the rest of the year. That's um, true. So, like, that would be one of those songs that's like, you know, we'll have a Saturday plan. Look, I'm going out to eat. And then after I'm going out to eat, maybe meet up with some friends. And then we're going to do some, like, maybe go to the club or something after that. Like, that's Word. one of them songs that's like roughly around like two or three o'clock in the day. You start getting your 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 shit together. You go probably go to the mall, buy an outfit, go run your car, do the car wash, go home, chill for a little bit, get ready around like five o'clock. Put on your freshest jewelry. Yeah, you know I mean, like fresh jewelry, fresh fresh clothes, and then roughly around six o'clock, when the sun's just starting to, to go down and the weather's not too hot and it's a little cool, and you know your car clean, you're looking fresh. That's like one of the first songs that you put on when you just start that cruise into whatever the night's going to be. Right. And, that, and that's the vibe that I get from that song. And it's like, the, it makes it the perfect summer song to me. In, in closing, the vibe that I get from the song is just like a payday, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you just got paid. Everything's good. You know, there's nothing stopping you. It's It's a great feeling. So, yeah, that's actually an excellent pick for number two. So for my number three, this is going to sound very unorthodox, but hear me out. My number three is the Ride With Me remix, Nelly featuring City Spud featuring John Mayer. Oh, the country one. Yeah. (laughs) For those who don't know what album it's on, it's on, um, what's it called? Nelly the Reinvention, the remixes. And what makes that a great country, I'm not country, excuse me, what makes that a great summer song is, you know, you have John Mayer's guitars, you know. For those who know, um, for those who know me, and everybody knows that No Such Thing is my favorite John Mayer song. So for John Mayer to come and play the melody on a song that was a summer song before, Ride With Me by Nelly, and do a remix, like, there was nothing like it. Just roll your windows down, blast that track. It's a good feeling. Work. I say so, I'll say this because um, I I can admit that I like a John Mayer song too. Uh, right. My favorite John Mayer song is is Neon. Oh no, same. that's a dope track. Same album, but um, yeah, you know I I can I can get behind that. That that's not a bad um pick. It's, it's actually it's a great pick to be honest with you. Um, right. But yeah, and I same same kind of feel um of just. Like that upbeat tempo and just it's a fun track. Yeah. I, I get that. I can ride with that. So I'll put that on my playlist. What's your number three? Uh number three is just um it I mean it's I obviously I had to throw a Jay Z song in there. Um and I have a lot of them. And and I actually went between two different ones, but I had to go with the all time classic uh Big Pimpin'. Right. I mean, think about it. You think about the video, chicks out in bikinis, on the boat. I mean, 
it just in the whole, Rio de Janeiro. In Rio de Janeiro, everybody, the whole video just speaks like a summer vibe. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely had to go with Big Pimpin'. It's because a beat, another upbeat song, another uh, great production. Uh, right, Timberland production. Yeah, in the album, so. All right, and, you know, let me speak on that track real fast. What actually makes this one of the most fun summer tracks is, lyrically, it's one of the best songs, you know, yeah. from Jay-Z. Because, you know, and even with Pimp C spitting eight bars as opposed to 16, it was a dope song. And I remember that summer, two songs, you know, by Jay-Z really hit the airwaves for me hard summer, you know, summer track wise. And that was Hey Poppy and Big Pimpin'. Yeah. Like Jay-Z, that summer came with the one-two punch. And both of the videos were fun. Yep. So, yeah, that's a great pick. But I had to go with that one because it's so like obviously, like you know, being a big Jay Z fan, Jay Z was like the soundtrack of my life Your thus life. far. Uh, yeah. So it's it's hard to just pick one, so I had to pick the one that that kind of stood out. Right. Out of all of them. So. And you don't understand, you know, with this be, you know, this like I said, this is my little brother. We listened to Volume Three like it was no tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, that's a great track. Now for my number four. It was hard because I had two songs in that slot, so I picked the latter. And that song is "One More Chance, Stay With Me" by the Notorious B.I.G. Well, the "Stay With Me" um, "One More Chance to Stay With Me" remix by the Notorious B.I.G. Okay, uh, now when you say the the "One More the Chance," stay, that's the one with Faith on the chorus, where they oh. had the star-studded video. Okay, okay, I just wanted to make sure because. Apparently there was different remixes to that one where they had like the uh that old school beat. Mm, 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 mm. Uh yeah, that's not the one I'm talking about. That's the um, okay. Easy Moby remix. Alright, I just wanted to make sure. So and the reason why I picked that is because like I said, the song was so like the beat is very, very laid back. Okay. And you know, just the lyrics. It's just, you know, well, I'm gonna tell you I why. Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna tell you why I like that song. That that is, you know, and this is a this is for a, a different list. But, but when we have the list of favorite club songs, that is actually right. one of my all time favorite club songs. Right. And you you would never really think of it as a club song when you listen to it, but it's a club song. Like if it they is. play that in the club, it's like a nice. Like, let's wind down this club and chill a little bit. Right. That's the get to know you song. Yeah. I've danced right. with, I danced with uh, many a women when this song was on. Right, right, and, right. And many a booty on me. And if, and if y'all the listeners, y'all know who y'all are. But, <laughs> but, nah, that, but song, um, that song, is a, it, it does some things. All right. But the reason why, another reason why I picked that song is because, you know, you know, you can wash your car to that track. If you heard that at a barbecue, you know, you're vibing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's just a friendly atmosphere when that song comes on. And that's why I picked it as one of my favorite summer songs. Because you just want your summer atmosphere to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel All that. Right. So what's your number four? 
Uh, I'm going to go with a new one, a newer one for number four. All right. And and um, the song, and it's actually, I'm going to cheat a little bit and give you two songs. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, but pretty much that, that whole Childish Gambino. Uh, the Summer Pack. The Summer Pack that came out with last year. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, and I, and I, so, so. I like um, I like feels like summer over summertime madness. Uh, right, um, magic. I'm sorry, summertime magic. And then I'm taking um, the summertime magic off and adding this is America, just solely for Fourth of July. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my reasons. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But um, feels like summer, and another reason, just like one more chance. It was a very melodic song. Yeah. And it puts you in that feel right mood for the summer, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like he he knew what he was doing, obviously cuz he's a great artist. When he came out with this with that summer pack and it was the vibe of the of of like like the feel of it was was perfect. Right. You know what I mean, um And that oh, just yeah. makes it makes it like another one of those situations where he's like, you know, he's out washing a car, you know, chilling, you're getting ready to head out to the club somewhere. Oh man, I don't go clubbing. We know this. <laughs> um, I think you should add it anymore to the end of that. Oh, I don't go clubbing anymore. Yeah. That yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So my fifth my fifth track before my honorable mention is Holla Holla by Ja Rule. Okay. I, and, I, I have an idea of why that's on there. Go ahead. Tell me your idea and I'll see if it's right. Because during that, what was it, 1999 or... 1999-2000. The 99-2000 summer. Uh, shout out to Marcus Kendall. The, yeah. red, the red Honda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a story behind Holla Holla. In the video, Jaw is um Jaw is in a '64 Cadillac riding off the you know riding out the side, right? So you know it's yeah. the last verse. He's riding out the side. You know they got the hydraulics going and so on and so on. So we thought it was me, Mark, and Adam. That is thought it would be a good idea to reenact the video, but instead of me hanging out the window, I was on top of the car. Oh yeah. So we were around the corner from my parents' house and I'm dancing on top of the car and for some odd reason Adam hit a hard right. And I fell off the top of the car and landed in the road and the wind was knocked out of me so I couldn't move right away. And Adam and Mark headed home. <laughs> yeah. And left me in the middle of the road. But that's not the reason why it's my summer track. Upbeat you know, very, very, you know, it gets you in a mood. It gets you moving. You know what I mean? One of those tracks that even if you're sitting down, even if you don't like Ja Rule, when you hear it, you're up and you're moving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it, it was pretty much like his, his debut, one of his debut. Yeah. So he was, yeah. So Ja Rule was on his, his joint with that. I mean, 
before the whole Fry Festival, and now things kind of change after that. Ooh, yeah. Shout out to Ja Rule, though. Shout out to, shout out to Ja Rule. What did Dave Chappelle say? What would Ja Rule do? All right, how did Ja Rule say it in Milwaukee? Maybe not. <laughs> right? <laughs> so what's your number five? Um, ah, man, so tough one. So I have a uh, let me let me go to my list because I actually forgot because I have a, I have one down here, um, and it was uh, I put down beautiful by uh, Snoop Dogg, right? Um, definitely some of I but I I think I want to change it up a little bit. Okay, uh, we already got a Pharrell production on there. <laughs> yeah, we already have a Pharrell production on there. Uh, I want to go with. Um, I want to go with 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 something from um uh, from Fabulous and I want to go with uh, a song a couple of years ago that was pretty dope to me in the summer which was uh the actual um um intro to uh Summertime Shootout. Okay. You remember that one? Yes, I do. Yeah, so the intro to the uh you know what? I'm sorry. Cuz I'm looking at my list right here. And I'm actually going to swap that out for an um, for another song that actually fits a little bit better, and it is a fabulous song. Um, and I'm going to put "Oh My" by Fabulous and uh, DJ Drama. Oh yeah, yeah. Which honestly, that, I lived in the house with you the, the last time we lived together. And anytime he was about to go out, I swear to goodness, this would be blasting from his bedroom. Yeah, that's that was my getting ready song right there. So, I, was find, I was trying to find a a, a Miami shout out to Miami. Um, trying to find me a Miami chick because we were rapping about him. Right. So, but um, another one, another thing that makes that song so good was like the chorus. It's like I said, everything about that song felt good, but when you got to the chorus, it was just you know not too rowdy, not too boisterous. It was perfect. Yeah, so it was, it was, Fab, Roscoe Dash, Wiz. I mean, and the video was dope too. Yeah, uh, the video was mad dope. So, for those who haven't heard the track or is in the dark about this. DJ um DJ drama and the song's called Oh My. Like he said, Roscoe Dash, Fabulous, Wiz Khalifa. So but my last track, my honorable mention, is Party Up by DMX. Oh yeah. Again, you know, upbeat, DMX's voice is gruff. The track is crazy and you know this is when me and my brother started clubbing this was yep. one of the biggest songs that were that would play in the club that um was called the plex it was right down the, you know right down the street from us well not down the street but it was yeah. took about 20 minutes to get to yeah yeah so but you know when we started clubbing this was one of the biggest songs and you know when people heard the beginning horns, ban and dan, 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 everybody ran to the dance floor. You could have just paid for a drink. You were forgetting that drink and going to the dance floor because you know somebody was grinding up on you. 
between that song and Back That Ass Up. Right, right. See, but, but I wouldn't put Back That Ass Up as a summer song. I, I put that on a different list. Um, right. You know what I mean? Like, Just like, automatic party starters. Oh, yeah. You definitely have to put Back That Ass Up on a different list. You know what oh, else? You, you know what other song um, um, uh, that that kind of came out around the same time? You remember the the one twelve album? Yeah. The, uh, part three. Yeah. You, fucking peaches and cream. Peaches and cream and well, both peaches and cream and danger me. Oh, yeah, like I, I still remember that there was, there was this one that they played that they played that song in like. <laughs> and uh, it was like a group of us, and it had to be at the beginning of the summer because it was like right when uh, uh, it, it had to be like right after uh, school was out for for most of us. And I think it was like either graduation year, and no, it was uh, the year before graduation, or something like that. And it was uh, the year before your graduation, or something. But when that when that song came out, and we uh, <laughs> it was all up in the. the we was in some kind of club. Dancing, club Cortez. Dancing to that joint. I don't know. My, timeline, my timeline's all messed up, but... That's all right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah that, was... that, that, uh, that right there was like... That Peaches and Cream joint, boy. <laughs> right. So honestly, believe it or not, that concludes the show, man. Look, who's the list, man? What, you, you done talking to me, nigga? I mean, no, 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 I'm not done talking to you. You said your phone was about to die, so I was just, like, giving you your uh, space. No, nah, I'm good, man. I'll, so, I'll uh, let you know when I got to go. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> so, um... Yo, like, so, so we can, if you want, we can extend this to talk about, like, um, and I don't, I don't have a, a list readily available, but we can talk about, like, the, like, the best albums that came out from, in the summer. I know oh, one, I know one recently... That I thought was like a, a dope album, and I was like, four 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 was a good uh, album that came out for the summer. Right. And last year, obviously, it was Daytona. Right. But but, but you know, I, the Carters had a good album last summer. Yeah, you know, and I don't know why Jay Z uh, switched to the whole summer album thing. I'm about to grab my iPad because I got to do some research. I got you. <laughs> but but. What was some of like the 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 best albums that came out during the summer? All right, so 1998 was a big year in hip hop. So in 1998, you know, for the most part, I, it was like Noriega's um, NORE album. That was a huge summer album for me. Yep. Um, MP The Last Dawn, DMX's It's Dark, um, it's dark and Hell Is Hot was a huge summer album. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing a track from that album. So that was a huge album. And um, my summer album this year, believe it or not, is from International Jones, better known as Fiend. And he has an album called Cool is in Session 2. Who? Fiend? Um, Fiend. Yeah. But he's under his International Jones alias. And the album is called Cool is in Session Part 2. For those who haven't listened to it, listen to it, and that's what a summer album sounds like. If he even has a song on there called All Summer Long, get out. All right. I mean, yeah, I, the, I, I just can't think of. 112 uh, part, 112 part 3, that was the summer album for us. Oh, you know what was a good summer album? What's that? 
uh, P Diddy and the Family. Um, which one? Uh, the Saga Continues. Oh, absolutely. That one came out in the summer, and and I also remember um, what else came out? Um, D twelve. We bought D twelve. Came out, and Nellyville came out during the summer too. Yep. So um, I'm gonna go back with the um, Diddy. I'm um, P Diddy and the Family album. There was a song on there that it was my brother, myself, Adam, and we had a friend from South Africa named Zoe. So Shout out to Zoe, by the way. We would go to Millennium Music downtown and we would listen to CDs before we can buy them. And there was a song on there called Roll With Me. I think it was song number eight on the album. And yep. I remember listening to that and I said, I gave Zoe the headphones. I'm like, yo, check this out. And he goes, yo, you got to buy the CD. We got to listen to it in the car. So that's one of the first songs we listen to. And again, when it comes to summer tracks or just laid back tracks in general, you can't get one better than this one at all. Yeah, and I mean, one... oh, go ahead. No, I'm saying like that. That whole album was like that whole album was was just amazing. I, I thought it was a very underrated. No, it, Puff it, it, album. Oh, oh, it was underrated album in general. Yeah. So um, one thing that I want to um, bring to the forefront is, you know, one thing that played part of these summer albums and stuff like that is, you know, when you're home for the summer, when you're at school and you saw these music videos, because you didn't have all day to sit and watch music videos when you were in school. Yeah. So when you saw these videos, I remember the video to Mo Money, Mo Problems being one of the biggest things I've ever seen. You know what I mean? And then, you know, Mace came out, followed up with Feel So Good, which is another, you know, which was another summer track. Like. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to throw something out there. I'm pretty sure uh, you're, you're going to have some listeners that are going to be very upset that we didn't mention Drake at all. <laughs> okay, yeah. But, you I, know, I, Drake came out with Scorpion last year. I'll do Drake a bone. Um, another good summer track from a couple of years ago. Probably one of the hottest summer tracks that I would feel, and I think it came out in the summer, if I'm not mistaken, was Hotline Bling. Uh, Hotline Bling actually came out in the winter, oh, I don't, and I don't it know. lasted until summer. So I will draw. I will actually throw Drake a bone and just say, "Show me a good time" was one of the best summer tracks I've ever heard. Oh yeah, it, that was a that was a good ass album. Good. Good summer track, good album. Um, well, and it, it had the summer feel, you know. How did I end up in here with you? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that come was, on. That was when I, um, God, I went, where did I go? When I, when we listened to that. Yeah, that, that shit carried over into the summer because that came out towards the end of the summer, I remember. And it's so funny because, like, the opening lines of the song is, you know, I'm and looking what, for nights I can't remember with people I won't forget. Did Kanye produce that? I think he did. I'd have to um Alright, All right. you know we're going to the iPad. I gotta look this up. Right. But um Show Me a Good Time was one of the best summer tracks I've heard and I don't even like Drake that much. We all know this. Yeah it's been well documented. Yeah well well documented, well documented that you are not a not fond of the man from Canada, but you know. Right. 
So, so um, hey, show me a good time. Who was that produced by? I'm looking it up right now. Hold on. Oh, come on. Maybe yeah. I should just. It was produced by um Yay. Yeah, producers Kanye West and No ID. Oh, nice. Shout out to Kanye. Kanye has some crazy summer joints too, but. Oh know. man, I remember summer of what was it, two thousand ten, when um drop um Watch the Throne dropped. So one of my summer tracks was Otis. And the game had another another summer track that, you know, wasn't released on any album. It was called um, Ain't No Doubt About It. It was him, Pharrell, and Justin Timberlake. Oh, the game? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and this is going to sound weird. Shout out to Justin Timberlake. The Justified was one of my best summer CDs ever. Top three of favorite CDs of all time for me. Oh, top five. Top five. Top five. Yeah, it's I one forgot, of my top. I forgot where it ranks, but it's definitely top five favorite CDs. It's, of it's all one time. of my top. I would say it's one of my top 10 R&B albums easily. Oh, and speaking of R&B, you know, don't think R&B people could, don't have summer tracks. Like Summer Rain by um, Carl Thomas. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. There was a story about that song where we had a friend named Adam Howard who would never let the song play past 19 seconds. Was he... <laughs> Did he cry when that song? I, I don't. I know that sounds like <laughs> like funny and messed up to say. Yeah, but I think, nah, I, but... think I think he got. I can't remember if it was that song or a different song where like like the song got so he, he was so passionate when the song was on that he started crying that, or some shit. Yeah, that that yeah, that's summer rain. I don't remember. And... <laughs> like now that I'm starting to think about the image, y'all was the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> Like, can you imagine that shit? We all sitting in this big old, like, van, a.k.a. the Puff Bus. Shout out to Wiz Khalifa. And, like, the song Summer Rain is playing. And then, like, this this pothead, he's just sitting there, like, with his little crooner smooth uh, look. And then all of a sudden, like, this wannabe tough guy just starts crying when Summer Rain starts playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like what the hell is going on in this moment? Wait, what is wrong with this cat? But another um another track that um another track that's a summer track for me was um I can tell by Mercedes. Well, that was an all year track for most motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> let me tell you a funny story about that song. So I was dating this girl named Lynette at the time, and I would just leave music playing in the bedroom when I went to the phone. The phone was in the living room. We didn't have a phone in our back bedroom. And when I came back in the room, the end of the end of the song was playing. I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that? And I listened to the track and I remember Mark came home from work. I'm like, yo, Red, listen to this. And Red's like, um, okay. But the thing about it is that song grew on you. No matter, you know, the more you hear it, the more better it would sound. Yeah. I mean what what surprised me, and, and this is how you always know a song that's like big, right? And this is what surprised me about that song because, you know, obviously like when you're thinking No Limit, like you don't really think, like like No Limit fans have a what used to, I used to consider a certain demographic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no offense to anybody. Okay. But like No Limit fans had a certain demographic. 
Let's just call it what it is. Right. Call it right? the spade. And like what let me know that that song was huge is when I went to a party that was a predominantly um, Caucasian, you know, no offense to anybody, party, call it what it is. And like when I say Caucasian, I'm talking like suburbs type Caucasian. <laughs> and that song comes on and everybody in the room just wowed the F out. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, how do you know about this shit? Did it, like I, I was, I was on the impression like these motherfuckers don't even know who Master P is, <laughs> right? But it's, you know what I mean. But like, it was a huge hit. It was a huge song. And this is how I, this is how I knew it was a hit, because we used to go to this club called the Plex, and we had enough pool in the Plex where not only we could change what was on the menu, but we had control over what was played. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is very so, weird that. A grown ass club owner would give that to some, some some young dudes. It's like, yo, we just walk in, like, yo, we want to play that. I'm not even gonna lie. You know, shout out to them for making us feel like rock stars, but still, that's right. <laughs> like, how many times did we have to pay when we went in? We never did. No, no, we, we didn't. It was just, all right, we got you guys. Who are you bringing in with you? I but think anyway. that was it. It, it, like in long term, it ended up being a bad business model for them, but it kind of made us look like local celebrities. <laughs> right. But anyway, going on with the story, I told him, yo, here's the CD, play track number four. And at first, you know, when you hear the everybody's like, yo, what the fuck is this? And then you hear the nasally voice, you ain't gonna say too much. Everybody yeah. started getting into it. By the middle of the song, when the chorus rolls back around, everybody's on the floor. <laughs> Yeah, especially them, uh, especially them white girls from that uh, from that party I went to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> word, word. So, but um, you know, I'm gonna turn the I'm gonna turn the page, and I'm gonna have my brother tell a story about the biggest brawl he has ever seen. It was a summertime brawl, right? It was a summertime brawl. Yes, yes, it was. Was that the high speed chase? Yes, it was. Oh man. <laughs> So Yo. this is something that y'all requested many times and you finally get to hear my brother tell a story. So so we was in a high speed chase, not with the police. No. Um, but it was uh so we went to this club. Um this club was called Desperados. And what they used to do, they used to tell they they uh they, on Sunday nights they turned into a team. Uh, young folks night and it would be packed so funny story and fun fact for those from the Charleston area who listen uh, the folks who own Desperados owned the plague right and you know that's how we had the pool because we knew them back from that day but anyway it was huge it was like what what felt like what seemed like a thousand kids in this place and literally uh, yeah it was it was, it was mad packed so um, we go, and we're, we're, we're chilling with our people, uh, and we're, we're chilling with our, our, you know, our crew, because you know, our, our little clique, our little crew, we had a little area on the dance floor, yep. and like, we, we solidified that area, and we were always there. So we, we were deep as shit that day. Uh, it, it was like, for some reason, it was like neighborhoods unite, and anybody who's been to public school knows that sometimes 
like this neighborhood doesn't talk to people from this neighborhood whatever but like it was neighborhoods unite because it was more so instead of like just being one school it was multiple schools from the area right instead of repping your neighborhood like you do in school you repped your high school you you repped your high school so you just went stood and hung out with your with the people from your high school so um so we're there we was chilling and it was we just like it was good night now, I remember I was with this chick. I forgot her name. The little blonde chick. You remember? You, Ashley you... Hermans. Damn, you got her last name and everything, Digger. We talked my, about this. My bad. <laughs> my bad, dude. My bad. <laughs> but um, I was with her, and Digger was with her homegirl. But then we had... Uh... Leandra. I won't say your last name. Oh, they, thank you. Um, and we was just chilling in a little section or whatever, whatever. And uh, I remember there was quite a few people there from back in the day. And we had Corey, yep. his brother, yep. Chuck, Marcus, Mike, all them cats from the well, the area we used to call Tall Pines. Jamal. Jamal. It was, it was a whole bunch of, like, from people from our spot, from our neighborhood, Sangaree, and Tall Pines and everywhere yep. else. So we was all there. Um, <laughs> Even so Rico was there. But go on. Rico. Uh, apparently they they were beefing with this guy from a different city like like uh, one of our rival high schools um and one of the things that the, that this club liked to do is they had this big old monitor board it was like this big plasma or like jumbotron jumbotron thing and they allow you to put messages on this little jumbotron and I'm standing there with, with, with Marcus and Chuck, and one of them alludes to me, yo, some shit's about to go down. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And next thing you know, on, on the Jumbotron, you see something that says, like, fuck somebody or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Kyle or some shit like that. And then after that, Five minutes later, you see something else on the Jumbotron that says, yo, we ride or die. Jeremy, it's on. Or some bullshit. Alan F., it's on. Oh, Alan F., it's on. I was like, what the fuck? Like, we're reading the shit on the Jumbotron. We're like, what the hell is going on here? Right? So after that, you know, like, back in the day, those days, I didn't drive. So I, I would just pop rides with, with anybody who wanted to let me in their car. So I ended up riding with Marcus. Because Marcus was like, he was like my Way back in the day, me and Marcus were like Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. He's not aging right. though. Um, Rush out. That's how close we were. I rode, but, with, uh, I rode with Abel that night. Abel. Shout yeah. out to Abel. Shout out to his sister who left to be, become a stripper. But we don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> I hope their family's good. Um, but anyways, uh, we end up, I end up in the car with Marcus. And we end up back at this neighborhood at this big old pool house. Because they had like a pool in this neighborhood. We ended up at the neighborhood pool where they lived. And literally when we pulled up, I don't know if you remember the scene in Straight Outta Compton when <laughs> when uh when uh uh NWA uh did that local show and they and they was driving through their neighborhood and they had like everybody outside the little place and the and the cars were on the hydraulics and shit at the beginning of the right, movie. Yeah, right outside the doodos. Yeah, that's how that shit that's how that shit felt when we pulled up. He was like, what the fuck is going on? 
right? So, so we pulled up, and they was like, yeah, because apparently somewhere on the Jumbotron, it was like, you'll meet us here, and there was an address, or somebody dropped the pen, I don't know what the fuck, but it was like, meet us here at this location, and it was that pool, so everybody was there to try to see what was going down. All right, let me add a sidebar to the story. There was about, I want to say, 400 people there. It was All a right, lot of I was, I was I over-exaggerated. It was maybe 200 at the most. Yeah, but but it, was a, it was a lot of fucking people. That's all I know. It, it was a lot of fucking people, and it was like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning or some shit. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people there. there I, I don't know how many people, but I will say there was at least 10 or 15, maybe 20 cars plus yeah. uh, there. So, And they were just all parked sideways and blah, blah, blah. Lights were all off, though, which yeah. was very suspicious when we pulled up. So um, we was all there and we just out there chilling, talking. And then all of a sudden you, you just hear um, like somebody say, yo, that that motherfucker right there? No, <laughs> the exact words was, yo, that's that nigga right there. Right. <laughs> and what ended up happening was this motherfucker yeah. was creeping through the street with his, like he was driving through the, through the neighborhood street with his lights off. Lights off. And then he, he drove past, like it was two cars. He drove past one, t- uh, like one time. And then he tried to drive past again, and everybody was like getting in their cars, getting ready. And then he turned the lights on and sped the fuck off. And right when that happened, in unison, everybody just kind of like jumped in. It was almost like Star, Star Wars when everybody jumped in the ships to go chase Dark Vader's ass. Everybody jumped in their cars and peeled off. Now, this is where the story gets a little murky for me. It was for you, for me. I didn't jump in a car. I jumped in the back of a truck. <laughs> and in the back of the truck, it is myself, Corey, Chuck, Mike Moultrie. I used the last name, sorry. Uh, Mike and somebody else. I forgot who. Well, Mike was, well, for those, um, another sidebar of the story, Mike Moultrie was the one putting all the messages on the screen because he would say, Daniel, come up to the screen with me. Yeah, but we, the, it was weird that he was doing that too because, like, he was just the instigator. He wasn't one of the, like, like when you, when you think of, like, thugs and henchmen, like, he was under the henchmen. He was, he wasn't he even, was like, a, a runner. duffel bag, but I wouldn't even, I wouldn't let that nigga run shit. Be honest with you, he was just one of those yes men. Like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, like one of those motherfuckers. But anyway, right. um, so we was all in the back of the truck, and I remember uh, what, what's that boy's name? He had a sexy sister. Um, his name was Brent. Oh, I'm talking about Brent Digger. Yes, he had a sexy ass sister. Yes. Titties. Sorry if y'all listen to the show. I'm sorry. This is stuff I wish I could have said to you in the past. You had a sexy sister with some big titties. If you listen to the show, now you know. Come find me. Fuck it. She anyway, doesn't look that good nowadays, dog. Probably. Cocaine probably got to it. Sorry. Once again, if you listen to the show, <laughs> I think your sister might be on cocaine. But anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, he was driving the truck, and there was somebody else in the front. And we go through a high-speed chase through From this tall pond. Dude, this tall pines neighborhood, and anybody back in the day who used to chill with us and, and know how we do, they know that tall pines is a pretty significantly sized neighborhood. And we went all through this motherfucker. We trapped him in the cul de sac. He drove through somebody's yard, 
and it was like and we went through tall pines and i'm we're in the back of the truck holding on for dear fucking life as we're chasing this motherfucker down now we end up on this road where we go over this very dangerous overpass what um, and it, and it ends up going into like a main almost like a main road and we go over this big old dangerous overpass and we're freaking the fuck out because we're going very high speeds because it's like two cars that we're chasing and they're doing like this fast and the furious trying to block motherfuckers and box motherfuckers in and shit like that as we're trying to chase this car so whoever was involved i wasn't involved i just happened to be there whoever was involved could get out and beat this nigga's ass that was in these two cars so we're, we're, we're going through this neighborhood. I remember vividly being in the back of the truck, holding on to the edge of the truck where the window was in the, in, in the back, and Chuck sliding. And then all of a sudden, we hit a trash can, and, like, the plastic top comes flying into the back of the truck. <laughs> this and part I didn't know. We was literally high-speed do uh, like high speed chasing these two cars through a neighborhood so we was driving through yards all kind of shit it was crazy um so we we finally end up to this uh we finally end up leaving the neighborhood going on this main road and in this main road there's like two sharp turns we almost lose chuck (laughs) because chuck was small so like he was flying all over the place um and and then we end up getting beside the car now Thinking back on it, we're dumbasses because we don't know if these people had guns or whatever the fuck. I mean, I don't even know if the motherfuckers we rode with had guns. So we end up going through, and the car in front of us boxed the car in. So we're behind the car that we're chasing. And then one of the one of our guys that's part of the, the 10-car caravan that's trying to chase these two motherfucking cars gets in front of that car. We box them in. And we're on a a road that is just it's a two lane road one way one lane going one way one lane going the other and then somebody pulls up beside that car to box him out so he can't pull in front of the other car and i'm like yo this is getting fucking crazy so we pull so so the guy blows his tire and then we end up pulling to this gas station so after we get to the gas station everybody jumps out of vehicles and they're just swinging it's like a fucking melee. I'm saying, like, you you want to... Th- this is this is straight-up Game of Thrones war fighting right here. Like, <laughs> the best way I can describe it is, and this is what Abel said, Abel's exact words. He says, you ever see one of those fights on Charlie Brown where you just see feet and... and see- <laughs> <laughs> a little dust... Dust, the dust ball fight. The dust ball fight. Yeah, it was just like that. Like literally, it was like walking through a battle scene in Game of Thrones. Right. I like, like I am not even lying. And me, I'm not fighting no fucking body. So what I do is he I jump out the, the truck. I jump out the truck, and the first person I look for is Marcus because you know, like I said, Marcus is my homeboy. So me, Marcus, Corey, we jump out, and like we go into the gas station. <laughs> And the lady in the gas station is frantic, so she calls the police. She's on the phone with the police. She's frantic. I'm standing at the counter with a soda and a fucking bag of chips. Like, all this chaos is going on out there and shit. And motherfuckers are like, we got to go. We got to go. Jump in the car. Get the fuck out of here. Police are coming. And girls are trying to pull pull the guys apart. And it, it was, bitches crying. And how did, how did that dude say it on the fucking um, <laughs> the boondocks? 
oh man, there were bitches crying and, and, and falling all over the place. Yo, it was crazy. But I went in there to buy something and the lady would not sell me shit. And then she proceeded to lock us in the gas station as the police are on the way. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we try to push out the door. She won't let us leave. So I'm like, I think I stole the soda that night. I'm not even going to lie. Um, no, I didn't. Funny story. This is exactly what I did. Um, so Chuck is, Chuck pulled Corey because, you know, the police are coming. We can hear the sirens from a distance. Um, and the, so the police are coming to kind of like break all this up. So everybody's like scattering to the, the get in their vehicles and leave. And Chuck pulls, pulls Corey out the door. And we're running to the back, running back to the back of the truck. And I'm still in the store with Marcus, and we're trying to push our way out and shit. Cause the lady's standing in front of the door, she wouldn't let us leave. So I run out with the bag of chips and the soda, and then I run back in and throw five dollars on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> I know that soda, like this is back in, back in the day. So I know that soda probably costs like a dollar, a dollar and fifty, and the bag of chips probably two dollars. So I gave her a two dollar tip for her troubles. So I throw the $5 bill back in there and I go run into the truck and I hop in the truck and we're peeling out and Chuck is running after the truck because he, he didn't jump back in. He didn't jump back in yet. And like literally it was, it was like one of those fucking movies where, where like, the motherfucker's running and trying to catch the train and he jumps at the last second we had to drag his ass in. It was just like that at a very slower speed. And you know, honestly, I don't want to put you don't too much. Hype, hype it I don't want to hype it up and put too much like cinematics in, in there. But that shit was crazy. And I don't even remember how we got home that night. I think I, right. I that shit was crazy. I'm going to tell you what my mind frame and where I was throughout all this. Again, I was riding with my homeboy Abel, right? So Abel's like, yo, where are we headed to after this? I said, nah, just follow that car right there. So we are in Tall Pines and inside Tall Pines, we have the, you know, people with their car doors open. We're listening to music at a very low level because like we said, it's one or two o'clock in the morning and we're in the middle of a neighborhood, right? So when somebody says, yo, that's that nigga right there. We jump in the car, and Abel's like, yo, man, I need some music. So he's looking for CDs. I'm like, no, just follow follow everybody else. Where are we going? So he finds this DJ Quick CD, like this old 1990. <laughs> I kid you not. This old 1995 DJ Quick CD, 90, 95, 97, right? And he's just like, oh, man, so where are we going? I said, I guess we're just following them. So we're at the front of the caravan. So he says, what is our job? I said, I don't know. We're just going. So all of a sudden, we see everybody like Buster Yui. So we had the Buster Yui. Now we're in the back. <laughs> so when everybody pulled into the service station, me and Abel stayed in a car. And he says, where's your brother? I said, I don't know. I can't find him. So literally, I jump out the car and I'm looking around and like somebody's trying to go at me. And literally, I had to backhand somebody. It's like, I'm not in this. And I'm literally looking around. I was like, okay, well, maybe he's not with us. So why don't you take me home? So literally, while this big melee was going on, me and Abel, we jump in a car and he takes me to his house and I spent the night there. Damn. It, that that was probably one of 
the craziest things that I've personally been through. Like, and this was one of the times where, like, like, because I've been in a lot of fights that was provoked and started by my friends or the people I was around. And this was right. probably the first time that I, uh, well, no, no, it's not the first time. Um, but this is like one of those times where that happened and I did not get involved. Right. And the only reason why I got involved is because I was looking for you. And I remember asking, um, I think it was Paul, Corey's brother. And I said, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, hey, have you seen my brother? And like, he's literally got somebody beating their head against the pavement. He goes, oh, I think he's over there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because okay. I, was, I was with his brother. We went to the gas station. <laughs> and I'm like looking around. I said, hey, have you seen my brother? And I'm asking everybody that I know, have you seen my brother? They're like, he's somewhere around here. I'm just trying to make sure he's not fighting. I didn't see him. So Abel's just like, yeah. yo, let's cut out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in my R. Kelly voice. I was I was locked in the station. I'm in the gas station. <laughs> yeah, I was in the yo, gas station, man. <laughs> but it's so funny because when we were on the way back to Abel's house, there was like five police cars. Yo, yo, yo. yo. Yeah. So the lady... So 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 when the lady called, like, cause all I remember is like this shit was going on for like five minutes. The lady called. It, it was, she no, was frantic. Like, it it was a while. Like the lady called, she was frantic, and and like we when we when I left the gas station, you can hear the police cars in like like you can hear the police cars like in the background <laughs> as we was leaving the gas like as we were trying to get to the car. Like, Yo, know, when I say this was like really some movie type shit. It was. It was crazy. <laughs> but, um, and this is the funny thing about it. The following week, it was like nothing happened. Yeah, we all, we all peeled out. Hey, the following week when we went back to the club, it's like nothing happened at all. Yeah, we, we all peeled out. Nobody got, uh, nobody got caught. Yeah, and it's funny because the following week was one of my favorite weeks of all time. That's when, um, what's his face? Craig was freestyling. Oh yeah, that was um, that was that was my birthday. It was your me. birthday. Yep. And that was that also reminds me of another epic summer CD because this is how this all started. The Eminem second CD, the Marshall Mathers LP. That because that CD came out that same summer. Yep. That was an epic. Epic album, and I got you that for your birthday, actually. Yeah, I know that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna tell y'all a funny story, and then you know, I don't want to hold the show too long, but I don't smoke weed at all. I've never smoked weed, but I've got contact high for some odd reason. We went to the um Desperados that night, they had like three blunts in rotation in this van, right? So, anytime it comes. The puff bus, yeah. Anytime it came to me, TJ. I, I would just grab it and pass it to the next person because I didn't smoke. But, you know, they're not letting this air get out, so you have no choice but to breathe, breathe in this weed. And I that was, was planned, too. I, I did later find out that was planned because they get hired that way. <laughs> so It's called but, hot boxing, apparently. Yeah, so <laughs> what, it, what ended up happening is we went to Desperados a little too early. Like, too early. So there was a, um, what's it called, Taco Bell across the street. Now, mind you, I don't smoke. I don't know I'm high. But I will tell you, I ordered almost everything on the left side of the menu. I ate it and was still hungry. Yeah, that was, I, I remember that. There was several nights that I rode with those cats. 
Um, another infamous night uh, was in the fall when we went to um, when we went to uh, the, the, fair. the fair. Yep. And then that was, <laughs> and that was another... Pete Rooney was in the car that time. But they decided the hot box beside a cop. Oh yeah, they were fucking dumbasses though. But um, that was uh, also um, uh, what was I about to say? Uh, that was also uh, the, the um, amongst the time that I also have to give a shout out to them. You know, going back to the theme of the show of picking up another good summer CD because you know, hey. I am that kind of guy. I asked to borrow a CD and I never gave it back. So I don't know if that's stealing. That is. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's stealing because he knew I had it, but you know. Um, but I got the uh, that Timbaland Magoo CD. The back to uh, the the, uh, the Timbaland CD, the second one. Yeah. The back. What is it? Uh, down um, in the Tim's basement. Tim's bio. Tim's bio. Yeah. Life from the basement. Life from the basement, and I, two songs. Um, that I want to add to the little summer uh, playlist. Um, well, well, actually, um, three songs. The song for my Timbaland. Oh, two my uh, two my Timbaland Nas. Um, yeah, Timbaland Nas and Skills. Yeah, Timbaland Nas and Skills. That song was dope. Uh, obviously, another JV track. Lobster, Lobster and Scrimp. Yep. Lobster and Scrimp was on there, and. Shout out to one, another one of my favorite songs of all time that I have not even checked to see if it was on Apple Music because I'm it's pretty not. sure it's not. Um, but the song, um, God, what's the name of the song? Keep It but Real. It's genuine. Keep It Real. Um, quick question. Genuine. Do you have that CD? Somewhere. I, I'll I do if, have you don't, if you don't, I have two copies in my office. I'll mail you one. No, I have it. I definitely have that one. <laughs> now, let me tell you about Keep It Real. Do you know that's the only song that I had the Plex DJ play that nobody was really feeling? I mean, it's just not the, the Plex, but um, not the Plex, but Desperados. We also got to talk about Club Cortez too, because I remember we played that in Club Cortez. But I'm telling you, "Keep It Real" is is a song that you you put that on, and like like if you were a real one, it's a smooth it's a smooth ass track for the ladies, yo. If you were a real one, nah. But my favorite line on that that you know. Remind you of summer and just clubbing and everything was. I saw your eyes from across the room. You were checking me out. I was scoping you too. Like what? How many times have you looked at a girl in a club and saw her checking you out? And you know it was just like, yo, is this about to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but um, oh, that was good times, say. man. What was that about? To say? I was about to say something regarding that CD, but I, oh yeah, who did you get it from that you never gave it back to? PJ. I got it oh. from the uh, I got it from the puff bus. It was on the, the floor. Puff, the puff so bus. I, so so technically, I rescued this CD. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, if you want to be technical, I'm going to break it all down. Dude. <laughs> it was sitting on the floor of the puff bus, um, and I uh, just decided that you know what, this CD does not deserve to be on the floor. It's Timbaland. He makes some good beats. I'm gonna take it at home and check it out. And I'm not even going. Uh, and, and you know, those old school. Uh, uh, folks know that we had like the little Casio CD player, portable CD players. Yeah, I remember um, I had the portable CD player. But you only had one working headphone. Well, yeah. I had one working headphone. And that one, no, no, no. When I got this CD, um, I had 
the two working headphones in there. You know. No. Thank I, you for thank you for uh, advertising my struggle. But now like, I will tell <laughs> you why you had one working headphone. <laughs> because I remember after I listened to it, because you said, "Yo, dig it, check this track out." And I, I'm handed you back the CD, and I was like, "Tell me, am I getting on your nerves?" You're like, "What are you talking about?" Oh yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. I did have the one working headphone. And then once the second, <laughs> once I got the second headphone working, you can hear the other background, the other background vocals, and you're the other like, background you're vocals. At, but you looked at me like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" I was like, it, "It's in the song." You're like, "No, it's not." <laughs> yeah, but I will tell you this though, and and you know that struggle actually, you know, enhanced the, that song because, and, and you know, in, in a sense, make you appreciate music because you have that one working headphone. You don't have the other one, but then when you hear it in like the full sound, you're like, "Yo, this song is amazing." Could you hear a little bit more that you didn't hear the first time? Right, right. And right. then it's it's like, man, man, this song is is dope. So that's definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. But yeah, I, uh, I think it's from the Puff Bus. I, I never knew you. I never knew you called it the Puff Bus. Well, I didn't start calling it the Puff Bus until I found out what the meaning meaning of Puff Bus was. Got <laughs> and it. that that van was a. It was a puff bus. So actually, you know, I want to tell one more story, and my brother is, you know, a part of this also. So my mother, right. even though we got our own paychecks, my mother was very strict on what we were able to spend our money on. You know what I mean? Correct. So we were in another van, um, another van, which was Delaya's father's van. Remember? kind of so we went to the dollar theater to see i got the hookup right oh yeah, yeah 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 and i remember looking at my brother and you know my brother was my partner in crime me and my brother were so cl- we well we're so close we were so yeah. close that when my first executive decision as an adult was to get my brother's ears pierced and i signed for it because i was 18 <laughs> oh yeah i remember that <clears throat> that was my first executive decision as an as an adult so me and my brother, my brother was my partner in crime, and I just got my paycheck from Waffle House. And I said, you know what we're doing, Mark? He says, what are we doing? I said, we're going to Toys R Us, and I'm buying a Nintendo 64. <laughs> he, looks yeah. at me, he looks at me like, yo, mom ain't going to have that shit. And I'm like, I don't care. It's my money. <laughs> so <laughs> long story short, we got the you know Nintendo 64 after the movie left because we were waiting on Delay's dad to come back. So I got the Nintendo 64. I bought Kobe um, um, NBA courtside, Kobe Bryant basketball, right? So literally, he comes back. We had the big bag. My sister's just like, what's in the bag? I said, I bought a video game. And she's like, oh, you're going to be in trouble when you get home. We didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is how I knew we were doing something wrong. We put, We came in the house. We put the video game console on the side of the house, snuck out the window, and brought it in the house because my mom didn't play that shit. Oh, yeah. So when my mom came in the room, I forget what she came in the room for. And, you know, there's a Nintendo 64 box, the 730. She just looks at me because she knows I bought it, right? She just looks at me and says, it's your fucking money, and walks out the room. So, (laughs) you know, it was the first time that I felt victorious against my mother. (laughs) You know, sometimes when your parents just give you that one phrase, it's worse than a whooping. What? (laughs) (laughs) That one phrase. And, and, you know, I think she said that because, you know, later on that week, you know, I I was down to like $10 and I'm hungry. I said, hey, mom, you think I can borrow? 
she says, go watch your video game. You know, it's just, you know, some <laughs> slice, you know, some slice shit like that. <laughs> but you know what's cool about that, though? What's that? <clears throat> she supported the hustle and she bought us WrestleMania 2000. Not only did she, <laughs> not only did she buy us WrestleMania 2000, remember, she bought us NBA on NBC. Yep. That, that, that just goes to show y'all folks that no matter how much your parents get mad at you, they're, they're going to love you. And they're going to support you. <laughs> they're going to support what you do. <laughs> just as long as it's not drugs, because I'm certain if we oh, decided yeah. to buy crack, she would, <laughs> yeah, she would buy us a rock. Nah, she, gonna, she ain't going to be like, yeah, you get your own fucking spoons, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> right. But Red, it's always good to have you on the show, man. Yes, sir. So, it was a, you know what? It was a fun show, man. I'm not even going to lie, man. Like, I, like, I'm glad we got through the list. Right. And, and um, we got know, to I'm, talk about some other things, you know, just play catch up, man. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't hang up on me um, the first time. I'm glad I stayed on. Word, word. <laughs> and, you know, this show goes to show you that, you know, family is more important than anything. You see how we just made a show out of nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, memories, man. Them, them stories and memories, man. So I promise you guys, you guys have been asking, I am going to get Red on, and he's just going to tell stories. And we're going to, you know, jump back and forth with stories like we did today. So... And I'm going to try to land my plane with most of these stories, too. You're I've always, I, I've been often told that I struggle landing, like getting to my point and landing my plane. So since I'm going to tell some stories, I promise y'all in between the time that happens, I will uh, work on landing my plane and getting no, to the did, point. You did good this <laughs> evening. You did good. You did good. <laughs> so, Red, go ahead and close us out with some closing words. Yo, that was a fun show. Um right. You know, it's always good. So definitely, uh, whatever y'all feel, maybe some summer songs, let us know. And whatever outlet that uh, that Digger has to to reach out to him, you know, hit us up and let us know some of y'all's favorite summer songs. Right, 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 right. And my words in closing is it's always good to have Red on the show because he brings a side out the show that, you know, we normally don't have. Other than that, you know, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, of course, because without y'all, there's no us. So, other than that, I mean, we can cut this off now. All right, homie. All right, later. Till next time. Until next time. Hold on, 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 hold on. All right, all right. My bad. I had to find the app so I can close out properly. Okay. All right, right, man, till next time. All right, I'll holler at you.